there was an idea to bring together a duo of recyclable people to see if we could become something more so that when we needed to we could create the podcast that we otherwise never could no one asked for it no one knew they needed it but now you have it black culture geeks Welcome everyone to the Black Culture Geeks Podcast. This is my man SPJ. You. And I am Tombstone the Dead Man. And we are just a couple of geeks talking about pop culture from a black perspective. Facts. Facts indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another appreciation episode. Mm-hmm. And this time the victim is Teddy hey, Riley. This shit blew my mind. I had no idea. I mean, no, that is hyperbole. I didn't know how far reaching his tentacles were. Right. I knew that it was like, I knew that he had them in things. He's definitely impacted a lot of artists over the years. But I figured with his chin being the way it was, it wasn't really. This is special. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is, this is next level. Like, yeah, I just all right. So, um, <coughs> let's get right into it. Um, I don't have a, I didn't do a bio. Um, that's cool. It's Teddy Riley. We'll get it's we'll Teddy get into Riley. all that. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into all that. Um, so let's just go straight to the albums. Um, again, these are albums that certified that he was either um a principal artist or a principal producer. Right. Um. So, Make It Last Forever, 1987, three times platinum. Guy, the year I was born. Guy, 1988, two times platinum. The Future, 1990, platinum. I'll Give All My Love to You, 1990, gold. Dangerous, yes, that dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. 1991, eight times platinum. Bobby. Yes, that Bobby, ladies Bobby. and gentlemen. 1992, two times platinum. Black Street, 1994, platinum. Another level. 1996, four times platinum. Finally, mm. 1999, gold. Guy 3, 2000, gold. Invincible. Yes, yes that, that invincible. invincible. 2001, two times platinum. Now, usually for these lists that are for producers slash artists, This list is longer. Here's the thing. What's the thing? Teddy Riley produced so much shit, but didn't have a bunch of like whole albums that he did. Right, right. So, a lot of singles, a lot of, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just, it's different. Then the way it's kind of almost like this actually just this just came to my head. It's it's almost kind of like he didn't really want to be the forefront. Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like he didn't want to be the focus. That that was a I, th- I believe uh, even his early um work with Guy. Mm-hmm. I believe that was mostly a means to an end for him. I think that he yeah. always had it in mind that he would you know be on a more product production side of it. It was like basically, all right, I do 
I might happen to be the best singer, or right. I might happen to have the best personality, or I might happen right. to be the most musically inclined. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and lead this group. Same thing with Blackstreet, really. Um, but for the most part, like I said, if you look at look just this list alone, it kind of goes to the point of he kind of didn't want to really be the focus. It, didn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like. Because the other super producers we've done, they're all artists and have record labels and this and that and this. Yeah. Facts. So... It's a little different with Teddy, but <laughs> let's get into, uh, well, first, just some singles that you guys might recognize. Some of them, yeah. Because, full disclosure, my research methods for this episode have, were a little bit different. One, because the places I normally go to research didn't have the same research for Teddy Riley um, that it has had for other people that we've done so far. Uh, you know the reason for that, right? Why is that? His chin. That way his chin... I guarantee chin. you, no. it has absolutely that nothing to do with it. Anyway, okay. so, <laughs> since that was the case, I went looking for other sources. And the source... I found two other sources that actually fix a problem that I've mentioned in the past. The source that I was using before didn't have writing credits. These new sources have writing credits. So, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a continual thing. We're going to continue to grow, <laughs> and we're going to continue to add shit right. as long as this um, series is going on. So, some singles that you might know. You just you, you might know. You might have um, some of these. Let's Chill. Um, hmm. that's, that's Guy. Um, yes. Now that we found love, heavy D. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, um, that's uh, I like the way life. the kissing game. Now, some people might know that not know not know that from the title, but just go ahead and look it up. I guarantee you know the song. You you know the song. You know the song. Um, Rump Shaker. All I wanna do is a zoom 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 that and a shit boom was boom. Huge. It was everywhere. Um, this little known song called "Remember the Time." Um. By mm -hmm. some some obscure artist from Indiana. Some obscure artist named, named, uh, from Indiana. Gary, Indiana. No, I don't think it was Michael Jordan. Wasn't Jordan? Jordan? No, I don't Jordan. think. No, I don't think. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. That's the yeah. Um, remember the time? Yeah, that was Teddy Riley. Um, my prerogative. Right. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Take me there. That Rugrats movie yep. um, song. With Mace and Maya and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that Teddy now, Riley. Hold on for a second because if when you if you haven't heard any of these, maybe you was on the rock or maybe you just wasn't. Maybe you're five. Time. Maybe you're maybe five. you're five. But, yeah, but if you, when you go and check those those singles out, look at listen for the similarity in style because that's mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. with this guy. That's important. We're gonna go into that, but that's important. Oh, we're definitely gonna get to that. You know, all right. So moving along, the groups that he formed: Blackstreet, right? Guy, right? Rex and Effect, mm -hmm. and some group that I haven't heard of called Pure Soul. Okay, so can I inject something real quick? Mm -hmm. So with uh, Rex and Effect, something that some of you may not know because you weren't old enough to be around. 
paying attention to hip hop in that way. That's Rum Shaker, right? Yeah, they did the Rum Shaker, but yeah. something else they did as well that they're infamous for for people that didn't know is that so Tribe Called Quest <clears throat> made a had a line in one of their songs, you know, about you know the boom bap. It's not, and they said it's not a new jack swing. Yeah, and they went there ever. That caused uh, some hard feelings between well, yeah. <laughs> Rex and Fat. Even though what he said really wasn't all that bad, like it really yeah, wasn't, it wasn't an actual diss. Yeah, it wasn't a diss. So the Rex and Effect dude pulled up on Q-Tip. Words were exchanged, <laughs> and, he, and he punched Q-Tip in his eye, which caused Q-Tip to have damage in his eye. I think to this day, it's why he wears glasses to this day. Yeah. This on the other, this was about to cause everything to shut down in the music industry because Q-Tip was part of. Zulu Nation, and they don't play that. Yeah, shit. so like, literally, literally, there were cars full of niggas looking to put in some serious damage, and it got so bad that uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan had to step in and mediate some sort of a truce or whatever between these two. Now, traditionally, Tribe Called Quest is not known for any gangster stuff. That's not right, what right, they right. Do. But you gotta remember they're backpackers, but still they're men. The people that love them, uh huh, like the, the people they're affiliated with, family. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gang gang, right? So, so I, I think Rex and Effects didn't quite understand that, and the reason why I always kind of gave them a shady look is because you knew who to try that with. Like you looked at Q Tip and think it ain't about that life, which. He personally isn't, but his people's is. <laughs> but when Ice Cube said, this ain't no pop because that sucks, and you can New Jack swing on my nuts, This is that's a real diss, and none of y'all pulled up on Cube. All I'm saying is right? you knew who to do that to. You know what I'm saying? You figured, ain't going to be, no, I'm going to go and get some points real fast. Huh, different energy. Yeah, yeah different energy right there. But I thought that was a tidbit. <laughs> The audience might want to know. That's why I always give Rex and Effects a side eye. Like, I mean, you are a hip hop historian, so <laughs> I'm just saying it's a fact. Same energy, my guys. All so. right, so <laughs> on top of on top of that, those uh, groups that he happened to form. Here's some. Here's some. Here's some other acts that he he like like discovered or mentored. Yeah, you might have heard of these. This this little production group called the Neptunes. This little one, yeah, did a couple. They did a couple of songs. Um, Rodney Jerkins. Just Google yeah. them. Just Google them. That's cool. Um, SWV. Sisters with voices. Um, yeah. Um, High Five. Yep. They 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 made a mark in their day. And Queen Pen. Mm-hmm. Um. On top of that, Teddy Riley has worked with. <laughs> now these may be some obscure names but if you google them you'll figure out who I they are and I what swear they are I swear you <laughs> probably has worked with the likes of the Jackson 5 <laughs> Michael Jackson himself Janet Jackson Bobby Brown um, Michael Bivens um, so yeah so so new edition, <laughs> Bell Bib DeVoe, oh. Joe to see, Dr. Dre. Dr. The list Who? goes on. Do- Dr. Dre. Oh yeah. 
I think I heard of him. Yeah, I think we did an episode on him, so I would hope that you've really? heard of him. Okay. Yeah. It would kind of be awkward. Had you got you. so many episodes, man. It's hard to keep track. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um. So, but here's the big thing. The the kaboom, if you will, to the dynamite. Right. He pioneered his own genre of music. Right. New Jack Swing. Um. Here are some um, artists and acts that were either exclusively or a, 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 a decent part of their career or an impactful part of their career was New Jack Swing. New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Like the entire label pretty much owes their... <laughs> Paula Abdul. Babyface. Baby butt. Okay. Um, I don't that's think... What my, that's, what, that's what my mentor, Sean, used to always call But why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Just to be insulting. Okay. I mean, I get it. And if you, some people want to rock the boat. If you want to rock the boat, you can rock the boat. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Hmm. Tony Braxton. Tevin Campbell. Right. Aretha Franklin. Hmm. Dougie Fresh. Hmm. Heavy D. Whitney Houston. Right. Janet Jackson, Montel right. Jordan, another right. bad creation. Stop. Color Me Bad. Stop. Boys Stop to right Men. There. Stop right there. <laughs> now, I will not allow you to insult my man, Teddy Riley, by adding another bad creation. Listen, listen, damn it. It just listen. is what it is. They were truly another bad creation. That's not the point. With their off key catawalling. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, they were terrible. They That's not the guy. point. <laughs> Color me bad. Boys to men. What's the first time y'all heard Boys to Men? Most of you was Motown Philly. Facts. That's a fact. That's that a fact. is New Jack Swing. Um, in Vogue. Oh, stop. Mm-hmm. In Vogue was one of the. There, there's only been a few. R&B-ish stuff that I even purchased, theirs was one of them. Indeed. They was just, come on. Like, Boys the Men too. purchased that mm-hmm. too. But, invo- yeah. Yeah. Jodeci. Soul for Real. I hated Jodeci. That's not the point. We've already okay. addressed that. Sorry. Soul for Real, TLC, Tony, Tony, Tony. So. Tony, Tony, Tony. If you were around in the early nineties, right, right. You may Love have just, you may swing, have yeah. just fainted. <laughs> if you were around in the early nineties, Teddy Riley was basically the background music to your life. Facts. That's so, all. This is interesting. How much impact um, he had in in the industry at that time. And there's you know a lot I mean? that I didn't put on here. Yeah. And, like, so he has, according to one of the um, websites that I found, he has, like, 1,753 song credits. God damn. Like, 500 of those are producing, and, like, 600 of those are, like, writing credits. Right, which 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 some of those writing credits are for producing, but Whatever. still, 
That is ridiculous. But that's also why it is extremely unsettling that when he opened up his net worth, it was only $3 million. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, there is a lot that we don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we don't know what kind of deals he was he was making. We don't know how he, where he put his money at because I refuse to believe that during that time, during that run, he didn't earn more than that. Like, he he had that, because here's the thing. Producers get paid first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, all before the artist sees any goddamn money, the producer gets their cut. They get a cut on the front end from the record company out of the advance that the, the artist gets from the company. Right. And a lot of times what they'll do is if they're recording out of their own studio, they'll charge twice. They'll charge for the production of the music as well as the studio time. Mm-hmm. And then even if they don't have their own studio or working outside their own studio, and this is on the little shadier side of the music industry that maybe a lot of people are not familiar with, they'll send an invoice into the record label that after they already made a deal with the engineer who may run the studio or own the studio, uh, how much they're going to charge, they'll have the engineer or studio head embellish the price and then they'll get a cut of the difference of the actual cost that would have been. And they send that to the record company. This is predatory as fuck because it's coming out of the advance of the artist who has only seen the advance money. He ain't seen nothing else. Right. You know what I mean? And but that that shit happens. So and taking in into consideration, let's say that he wasn't one of those type of, uh, and I'll say this, this pun loosely, guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, <laughs> I'm not allowing it. <laughs> let's say he wasn't Following that, play. that guy, right? Right. Even without that, three million dollars is a bit light. It seems lovers, paltry. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like I said, we don't know exactly. I'm offended. I'm, yeah, he should be worth more than that, in my opinion. He should be worth a lot more than that. And here's the thing: this isn't one of those situations where it's us, right? A lot of those situations we've come across. If you listen to the appreciation series, we 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 kind of feel like it's probably us. We're yeah, probably yeah, putting absolutely. too much of a value, absolutely, on things that we personally value. Not the, That's not, not the case, case here. Yeah, this is music. Yeah, and he's a producer. They stay caked up. Listen, it's a reason why when they did videos, NWA back in the day, they was using a lot of Dre's cars. Mm-hmm. Because them niggas ain't had that like that. Right. Because the producer gets paid first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So to see Teddy with all of the, these accolades, look, you did music for Michael Jackson. Yo, you, you did albums be, with Michael Jackson. You did two albums. albums. Come on, dog. Like, I respect him a little more than that. You got, you got 10 times platinum. So you got the equivalent of diamond. Right. Off of my, just, just, just Michael Jackson work alone. Right. That's no way. There's no way. Yet. Now, like you said, there are factors that we don't know. We don't know. He might have blown through it. He could have blown through it. He, he could have. absolutely blown through it. But man, I'm appalled. Yeah. And you got look, we talking a lot of, now. I am not f- fairly familiar with the um 
percentages of what people get for these movie soundtracks. I don't know that it's the same as uh, albums, and uh, I don't know if they do the same deal with that. But he was very instrumental to the New Jack City soundtrack as well, which was a, at least for our, in our culture, the hip-hop culture, it was a big movie to us. You know, but hold on, let me, that is true, and there, you know there's a jazz musician, jazz musician named Teddy Riley? A jazz musician? Yeah, a different person, completely different person. No, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So just a little tidbit, that's, that's all. Um, but, but speaking of- I'm curious, um, yo. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm curious because New Jack City made $47 million at the box office. Right. Which is not, in today's standards, a shit ton of money. But, of course, I don't know. I haven't found yet how much it costs to make that movie. Right. I'm certain it wasn't that expensive. Um, Because it's not like they had some crazy special effects going on and shit like that. Like, Right, right, right. I don't um, know. That's the case. Um, Let's see. Budget. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Stop. Stop it. You found stop it. Stop it. I found it. That It cost them $8 million to make that movie. Hmm. And they made 47.8 at the box office. U.S. Huh. All right. That's intriguing. All right. I ain't going to be mad at that. Like, no, not at they all. They made a profit. You know what I'm saying? So. But let me see. He's been. he. So, Teddy Riley was a part. Of the Bullworth soundtrack, he was, the, damn, the, I did not the, know that. The, the CB4 soundtrack, I did know that. Um, let me see, Money Train soundtrack. The what? The who? Money Train. Money Train. Wow. New Jack City, like you said, nothing to lose. Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Still, the Still soundtrack. Oh, uh, he could have kept that. I mean, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> and the Wild Wild West soundtrack. Um, wow. So, yeah, like, oh, I didn't mention um, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Like, he's oh, connected. Yeah. yeah, he's connected to them. Um, he produced on the Cold Red album. He produced, I think. I'm not 100 percent on this, but I think he produced on one of their greatest hits albums. It was a new, it was a new track, because you know sometimes um, when artists put out greatest hits, I don't know if they still do it, but right. sometimes when artists put out greatest hits albums, they give you new tracks, unreleased tracks, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Um, uh, so this is just some of the stuff that he's contri- some of the other stuff that he's contributed to that I don't really know how much he contributed to um so jay-z's in my lifetime volume one hmm. um now this doesn't say the name of the artist but i i'm i'm i assume daily and it's gonna happen right now right um it's a big daddy thing i'm pretty sure you know what that's bdk it is Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, let me see. What else? What other album? The Juice soundtrack. Oh, I forgot that. Damn. The Juice, the Juice soundtrack. But what did um, he do on there, though? I'm, I'm not sure. 
Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Um, Juice soundtrack, Teddy Riley, he did. Um, Is It Good to You? I know that song. Um, Yeah, he did. Is It Good to You? Oh, no, that's not. Hold up. He was actually um, one of the artists for that song. I wonder what he produced. A bunch of people produced on it, though. And everybody from Naughty by Nature to Rakim to EPMD to DJ Muggs. It was a lot of people. Um, But anyway, anyway, he also was involved with Cool Mo D's album, Cool Mo D. Um, He was involved with... Yeah, I knew he was involved with Kumo D shit because um, if you listen to that album, I'm sure a lot of you haven't, but if you listen to that album, it definitely sounds like some Teddy Riley shit. I think he's been involved with like four different Michael Jackson albums. Hmm. Um, Like I said, definitely Dangerous and Invincible. I think he produced all of Dangerous. What doesn't compute about, that's what doesn't compute about all of this. That's the biggest thing. Even if you had only, because... Let me pull up Dangerous real quick. All right. And look at this. I'm looking at this track list, and it says, track number one, producers, Teddy Riley. Writers, Teddy Riley. Track number two, producer and writer. Track number three, producer and writer. Track number four, producer and writer. Hmm. Track number five and six, producer and writer. Track number 14. So half of the album. Literally half of the album he produced. Um, it, was, it was all TR. Yeah. Huh. Um, hmm. And you don't get like... Matter of fact, it says, it says it here. So his contributions to this album, because some of them have this list, um, his contributions to the Dangerous album. He produced tracks one through six and track 14. He engineered tracks one through six and record 14. He mixed tracks one through six and 14. He arranged track one. He did keyboards on one through six. He did a synthesizer on one through six and 14. He did drums on track one. He did guitar on tracks one and two. Uh He did rhythm arrangement on tracks two through six and track 14. And he did synth arrangements on tracks three through six and track 14. Hmm. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. That he's credited for. That's a lot of damn work. So, like, I don't really know how the... I'm guessing... I know he had a beef with Aaron Hall. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that beef was about, but, I mean, it could be entirely possible that it was money involved. That's possible. No, and and And, you know, anything could have took place after that. He's actually been through his fair share of the bullshit you know what I'm saying? Over the years. That's fights, true. You know I never actually it, finished reading um the biography on the on the page for my first uh where my, my original source was. I never actually finished reading the biography because I went to a different um I went to a different source. Right, but right. You yeah, shit, he, yo, definitely, you know, some I remember a guy was beefing with new edition. He been through his shit, yo. They didn't put. They, they, I'm, I'm let down um, and disappointed at my original source. They don't show Teddy Riley enough love. What you mean? They they basically just make 
a very uh, plain. Uh, yeah, mayonnaise. his 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 article uh, isn't really like like other 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 artists. They've had in depth analysis on their career, and right. they've had like people they've influenced and people. All types of other type stuff and personal stuff that's happened to them and all. Of, this one just got basically his career, like just his career, not right. not not career of people that he's connected to. Like it's a couple, I guess. Oh, hold on. There's an entirely different team of producers that he's a part of. What? Like, what's the name of them? Maybe they they're recognizable. QDT. Never heard of. Them. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 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 DJ Quick. Oh shit! Teddy Riley and Snoop. But um, wait a minute. Who's the next one? Snoop. You said um, Snoop. Snoop. Yeah, Snoop. Hold on. Snoop. Stop. 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 You're QDT. QDT stands for Quick Dog and Teddy. Okay, so so hold up, hold up, hold up. They're a production crew. They're a production crew. They so listen, I, listen, 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 listen. Um, DJ Quick explains that the group wants to help artists get their music heard. His his quote from this quote from DJ Quick. Snoop started this company called QDT. Quick Dog Teddy. We produce records and write songs for other cats that don't have access to great producers or songwriters. Okay. We, are, we are trying to be a medium between them and the record company. Teddy has been writing for the Pussycat Dolls and other people at Interschool. I, I know that. Snoop has been writing for his groups, and I've been and I've been storing tracks for them when it's time to go full-fledged with it. That's interesting. Yeah, because what makes sense to me, of course... Is DJ Quick? If you if y'all don't know, maybe is you know that man hasn't been a solo artist relative type, um, relevant type thing yeah. in a while. But if you don't know about DJ Quick, DJ Quick was a phenomenal producer. He had a he had a a, a, a career as a rapper too, mm-hmm. but his production is legendary, especially over there on the West Coast. Yeah, like he was yo he was on the shit and Teddy Riley, of course. Makes a lot of sense because of his production credits, but the Snoop Dogg thing is the thing that's confusing me with that. Now I'm wondering. I'm sure Snoop for Dogg I'm sure for writing, I, like writing. I, yeah, I, I believe yeah. I believe as much as I as much shit as I give Snoop, I believe <laughs> I believe that he's um, intelligent enough to write for other people. Yeah, also I think I that the shit that he chooses for himself <laughs> is his personal preference that right, I just don't right. like. But maybe he was helping the bank roll it too. Facts. That's, because, that was, that's um, facts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure what uh, DJ Quick's net worth is. They but... they started it started in 2009. Yeah. So I'm I'ma I'm say Snoop may have been um bankrolling that as well. It's possible. That's interesting. Even another thing that Teddy Riley is doing. Like that's and it says 2009 to present. Right. So apparently, they still on this. Um, Hold up, yo. Now, I'm, I am convinced that that's at least part of it because Snoop Dogg's net worth in 2019 
is $135 million. Of course it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, oh, Snoop Dogg got the bag. Yeah, he got the bag. He got the bag back when he signed the Master P. Facts. And then That's when since- he really got kicked up. Because, <laughs> you know, he was, getting, he was getting the treatment over there. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, what's the face? Yeah, Death Row. Uh, Death Row, like, you know, only person that was really getting money over there. But it's Shug. Was Shug and shit for real. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's the one. Though. I'm gonna tell you, that's the one thing that I always will appreciate about uh Master P is that what he did for Snoop, because that's another black business right there that took a black artist and was like, you know what? Forget you Snoop, got, yo. I appreciate Master way, P yo. for not being trash with the money. Period. That's what I mean. That's true. Nobody, like, I've ever heard any stories of anybody. Yeah. About that. You know what I'm saying? You've heard, you've heard uh, complaints about Snoop. I mean, not Snoop. You've heard com- complaints about Suge. You've heard yep. complaints about Baby. Yep. Like, mm, you ain't really hear nothing about yeah, Master I, P. I think P wasn't predatory in that way. I think he was such a great I think P understood that, that, that he could always get more money. See, and, and again, that therein lies the issue because maybe... It just seems to me that the guys that lack the true business acronym yeah. are the ones that are more likely to cheat you. Yeah, yeah. And the ones that's about that that business for real don't need to cheat you. Ghetto dope. You feel me? Facts. Like, they don't need to cheat you. They they bought their shit. They gonna get there. Yeah. I guess P, P figure there's always more money. Yep. I if I need more money, I'll go get Yeah. Up. You know? So I mean, it's what it is. I mean, that's not. That's, I know we're on a bit of a tangent, but tangent. But um, oh, with the know. whole baby thing, well, yeah, they do. With the whole baby, <laughs> with the whole baby thing, I don't understand how these dudes end up back with them. Like, yeah, that's I, a good I, I submit that Cash Money was was a cult, and Baby was the cult master. Oh, yo, you will get no argument from me with that. He's yeah, no argument for me with that. like he raised these niggas basically, and he taught them. He, he programmed got involved them. with them during a very influential development and time vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Because um, him and Juvie got an album coming out, right? I'm like, what? Right, and that wasn't the thing that you was even gonna come on, like. Ever. You could have never told me that they were right. going to put an album out together. And, and the truth of the matter is, if you want to know the springboard <clears throat> for Lil Wayne, it was Juvenile. Yeah, facts. Juvenile got, yo, they, the money they got from Juvenile shit yeah. had a big uh, inf- impact and influence on the success overall of the Hot Boy brand. And everything else, like yo, Lil Wayne even put out an album called Five Hundred Degrees. Yeah, come on, so we know. After Juvenile put out Four Hundred Degrees. Oh, just an aside, right? We mentioned Master P previously. Master yeah. P is worth two hundred million. Of course he is. Again, I'm not. <laughs> P got the P got the bag. And P you can know give the bag to somebody the, else. The source of his wealth is you know how other people they talk. Oh, he he was an actor. Oh, he was. They just yeah. got. Business mode, see, yeah. See, th- th- that lets you know right there. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You know. So, again, with Teddy, that three million just don't sit right with me. Something was done wrong. Something well, we know, was done wrong. We know that at some point, 
he basically went broke because they screwed him out of his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it that it has happened. to be that. It has to be that. It has to be that. But because, it's um, just I'm not sure what the comeback was. Get paid on the back end too. They get the front end and the back end deal. So I don't know what's going on with that. Wait, wait, but, wait, 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 wait. Stop. So you're saying I should have been doing this way earlier? Uh, let me see. Yeah. Why? Why didn't you tell me? Because now it's well, no, way earlier than we even met. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, like, 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 from what I see from producers, um, especially the ones of them that aren't really these big super producers. Yeah, a lot of the ways they get caked up now is thanks to these websites that you. I guess they contract with them to yeah. sell their uh, beats off of there and they get a percentage of the um so I see a lot of guys who are getting their money. Facts. And they're not super producers, none of that, but right, they right, right. deal with Anna Domini Beats or um what was that SoundClick or Airbit. Yeah, yo, it's it's a bunch Beat Star. It's yep. a, it's a bunch of them out there that you get your little con get your little thing with them and of course, they're going to take a percentage for using that of platform, course. but it's easily a, back in the day, you made beats, so what? Right. You still got to get into a position where somebody's going to pay for those beats, pay you for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All of that. But now it's a little easier for you to start making money off of your production. Well, guess what I'm going to start better. doing? Push-ups? I, I I wanted to start doing that too, but my that arm is completely still irrelevant oh, to damn, what we I'm were sorry. just talking about. Um, how can you possibly be so obtuse? <laughs> That's completely irrelevant <laughs> to what we were just talking about. Yes, Tim, that is the answer. That is the correct answer. Okay. You got me. I was trying to fool you. Okay, and you know, you I saw right. right through. No, nigga. <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously, that's not what I was referring to. Oh, okay. Niggas, my, man. My bad. <laughs> it is what it is. That's what you, go, that's what you should start. I, I think you should. If you're ready. If you feel like you're ready, yeah, do that. Because um, Anyway, this whole QDT thing is really a revelation because I had no idea. Apparently, their first... Um, their first thing that they did together was uh, Snoop's of course it would have been Snoop's album um, right. Ego Tripping um, which I've never listened to because Snoop Dogg is trash but yo you gonna, you gonna put respect on the dog oh no he's a legend <laughs> he's a legend he's definitely like okay now and now when I go to the track list I see Teddy Riley DJ Quick Teddy Riley Teddy Riley Snoop Dogg DJ Quick yeah so alright bet this is the one that had sexual eruption on it okay 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 that song was cool who produced that I don't even know who who that person is probably, probably Big Snoop no no Shorty Red don't know him Probably done some other things. Probably done some other good things because he has a link. Because every now and then you'll run across these lists and you'll see um, producers or whatnot. Obscure name. And and they don't have a link. It's just text. Right. So, he yeah. He has a link, but he even also though, have a link because he's still active. Even though Everlast should have a link, I would imagine. Is he still active, though? 
No, but what the fuck? See, it's, I, I think if they're still active, I think maybe that could be what, why they they have a link to their current shit or, you know. As oh, no. Well, rate. Shorty Red doesn't. I, cl- I clicked on the link and there's really nothing there. Oh, damn. So, be it. I don't I don't know what he's. Okay, Associated X, Young Jeezy, Snoop Dogg, T.I., Pastor Troy, Gucci, Bun B. Oh. Okay, he's done he's done some shit then. Yeah, he's done some shit. Um it is what Yo, it is. That's funny that I mean we we are, of course this is a Teddy Riley episode. Yeah. But some of the names you mentioned, like are if even if they, like Everlast, if he's not active making music, what else is he doing? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um It makes you wonder, why would it does kind of make me wonder if, like, you ever had the love for it, or if you yeah. just lost, or if you just lost the love for you it. You could lose it too, y'all, because I mean, you get burnt out, and sometimes it ain't even about burnt, being burnt out as much as it's being about bitter. Um, the, the shit that could have happened to you while you were in it soured you on the industry in general, and maybe at the time, the the way that they were doing things then was the only way to do things. So. Dudes bowed out. Now though, you don't really need to, to make to make somewhat of a living. You don't really need to be an industry dude to do. Yeah, that. now that's you true. may need the industry to get like cake, super super caked. Right. I, I, I'm not sure how that works nowadays. But as far as to make like a little living, like like I told you, there's avenues out there for people to sell their shit without being on a record label. You can get your shit in all the digital stores without you being signed to anybody. You can start right. your own label specifically for your music and get and 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 get your own little label deals with iTunes, Distro Kids, yeah. uh, CD Baby. It's a it's a it's a whole stuff out there of ways for you to do shit. And this is why I often wonder when you think of a name like Teddy Riley, mm-hmm. three million, my dude. In this era where you can pretty much have autonomy and your name still will carry weight in a lot of circles, there's things you could do that's not even connected to be being signed with a label or artist yes, or AR or whatever. That's a fact. But I, like, but for people like you said, you wonder what they're doing now. Well, I'm pretty sure Everlast is just jumping around. Um, Yo, you're you're so dumb. First of all, I I I had heard that Everlast um, died. And no, he's still alive, I'm sure. Oh. I heard he was resurrected as Whitey Ford, yo. Whitey Ford. You know what yes. I'm saying? So, but he's still, he's still jumping around, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, there's almost no way around it. He too many jumps when he did his. He was on the No, car, that's true. So, that's know. true. I mean, he wanted to do his own. I like thing. Whitey Ford, though, to be honest. Like, he wanted to do his own album. thing. Yeah. I like the first one. I didn't hear the other one, but uh, yeah, I like the. I'm first. not upset that he decided to do his own thing. Yeah, it's funny because he he was uh, connected with um, Ice T's crime syndicate for a lot of years. That I did not know. Yeah, yo, he was he was the only white boy <laughs> in the crime syndicate, yo, Everlast. And right around that time was when he dropped the, uh, that song. Um, was it not I Go to Work? What was the name of that? It was something, but it was a really weird video where he had on a suit. And, like, yo, it was just really weird in comparison to what the rest of the people on Crime Syndicate, Icy's Crime Syndicate was doing. It was kind of weird. Yeah, that don't yeah. sound right. Yeah, then then after Crime Syndicate, he got around with some other dudes. Um, 
House of Pain. House of Pain, yeah. Yeah, and um, and that's when he started that, jumping he was, around. Yeah, he started jumping around then. And then after yeah. that, well, he probably couldn't jump too much in the crowd syndicate. And then after that, um, <laughs> he was he probably went, jumping people. Yeah, he was jumping people. And then after that, he became Whitey Ford with the guitar and yeah, take uh, the the promotional picture with his head down. Yeah, we we sat beside. Yeah. All right, so. We gotta do this goat math on Teddy Riley. Yes, we did. All right, so let me see. Teddy Riley goat math. The categories, the goat math for the producers, ladies and gentlemen, is is, is one category different than the goat math that we have for rappers. Yeah. So the categories are productivity. Impact, longevity, and mm. record sales. Now, productivity. Hmm, that's going to be difficult. That has to be a 10. Because yeah, um, he's still working now, right? I, it, the, the, the QDT thing apparently is still going on. Right. So if he's doing nothing but that. That's still, he's still being um, productive. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have... Matter of fact, I can find this out. Let me check on this other website because it has everything in order of... All right, so his last his last writing credit, his last writing credit was 2008. Okay. Um, let me see. Production... Yeah, his last um, writing credit was 2008, so that's... But his last production credit... Credits are 2018. Oh, shit. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's... he's, Yeah. And let me just say this real quick. I got to go through this. For some reason, he has more names than anybody I've ever seen... That he worked with? Be an artist. No. Oh, okay. He. As so an artist, right. Throughout, right, right. throughout his career, ladies and gentlemen, Teddy Riley, I'm sorry, Edward Theodore Riley has <laughs> gone, has gone as, has gone by E. Riley, E.T. Riley, Eddie Riley, Edward Riley, Edward T. Riley, Jack Riley, R. Riley, Riley, Riley T, Riley Teddy, T, T Riley, T Dot Riley, T Tilly, TR, <coughs> Ted, Ted Riley, Ted Riley with two D's, <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Jam Riley, um, Teddy Lil Man Riley, <laughs> Teddy Street. Teddy Street R. That's coin. Teddy Street Riley. Teddy Swing Beat Riley. Teddy Riley the Finisher. He was a wrestler. <laughs> Teddy Ripley. Teddy Riley spelled with two Y's. And for some <laughs> reason, Terry Riley. And you forgot one too as I look at this list. Don't say nothing about his chin. (laughs) (laughs) 
the chin. Anyway, yeah, in 2018, um, he did songs with, he did a song for Dance. He did two songs for Dancing with the Stars. Oh. He did a song for Bobby Brown recently. Oh. He did a song for Mary J. Blige recently. Hmm. Um, okay, so, okay, hold on, hold on for a second. This is not to discredit my man at all because he clearly had an influential career. No one can, can really dispute that. Mm-hmm. However, he did songs for Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. He did songs for Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna let that sit there for a second. No, I get, I get you. I'm with you because as much as, well, I can't speak for Dancing with Stars, but as much as Bobby Brown and Mary J. Blige are obviously artists of note, they mm-hmm. aren't exactly on the top relevance. Well, list. what I will say though is, <clears throat> I'm exaggerating. I'm grossly exaggerating. Okay. But his work with Dancing with the Stars might have got him that three million. You know what? <laughs> That's entirely possible because the thing with Dancing That's with the Stars That's network is, television, bro. It's network television, not only that, but it exists in a space that is outside our universe mm-hmm. and has its own universe. I uh-huh. have zero interest in right. that, but that does but not But it's mean clearly popular. Exactly. It, it's pop. It's pop culture relevant. Yes, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. So I'm sure there's money in there to get that man three million. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I mean, at least one point five. <laughs> and then some of the money, some of the things like, all right, this is what I really have an issue with. Now that we're talking about this three million again, some of this stuff that he's being credited for appears. It comes up as if, um. As if he has some right to his masters or something like that. Because, for instance, hmm. he has a credit in 2013 for that um, Heavy D song, Now That We Found Love. And the song was kind of big. But so. it came. It didn't come out in 2013. It came out way before 2013. So it it, He got a like credit this. for 2013 because it was on a compilation album. So it sounds like he's getting rec- um, master and... and and publishing, and it's that's what it seems like. Maybe a lot of his 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 money and resources went into fighting to get his masters. That's possible. And now that he's gotten a few, that back, is possible. He's starting to um, accumulate his his cash again. That is possible. That's where the money is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, masters, man, you gotta own your masters. Yeah, because like for instance, he got he got a credit in 2010 for um, the Michael Jackson song "Blood on the Dance Floor," right? That was right. 2010. He also got a credit for it in 2017. Right. So, like, yeah, yo, he might have. That's that may be he what it was. Getting his masters, finally getting his masters back over the last ten years or so, and uh, that's possible. Starting to accumulate some money again. Yeah. Because if the, that's I, the case, just, then yeah, I'm exactly. with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like um, it's a it's a definite cautionary tale. All of you fledgling producers and shit out there, make sure your paperwork right, man. I don't got no paperwork. Well, you don't have none yet now because no one has done anything with your shit just yet. You're just creating stuff. It's at the beginning of the journey. So, of course, you don't have calluses 
your hands <laughs> from gripping the walking stick now, sir. But no, who knows what it'll be like two years, five years, ten years from now. But make sure you, whatever happens, when it gets to that point, make sure you got all your time stamps. Make sure you, you do the things you do. And one of the ways to do that is to do what you already did. Research. Yeah. yeah you know pretty much. Find out the best ways to protect your shit. Do not believe the horse shit that they said once, which you could just mail your shit back to you. Nah, bro. Do not nah, bro. That, that poor man's copyright shit does not yeah, work. It doesn't work. You go in court with that, they're going to laugh at you. <laughs> Guys gonna laugh at you. Don't do that shit. You can right now send call the Library of Congress, and they will send you copyright papers. I have some here. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to because it costs to um, get yourself copyrighted, of course. Yeah. But yes, the law from 1976, I believe, copyright law 1976 says, as soon as you create it, it's yours. Yes. As soon as you make it as yours. But the problem with that, that's cool. But the problem with that is if you go into court and someone else is disputing it, you're gonna need some sort you just of gotta prove it. Yeah. That you know, that you are the one that created that. And only really one surefire way of doing that is through copyright. Yep. Um, yeah, the ta- timestamp thing can work if the other person doesn't. If they don't have copyright. if they have less evidence, they have less then evidence. Yes, that can yeah, work. That can work, but I wouldn't risk uh, potentially thousands of millions yeah. of dollars off of that. Right. All right, let's get to this uh, math. Productivity 10? I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Impact. It, again, 10. I, it has to be a 10. 10. We've talked about all the reasons why. Longevity, right. again, yeah, it has to still, be a 10. Yeah. Now, this is the thing, record sales. Let's go. Let's let's examine. I don't believe he's going to get a ten here, sir. I don't think he's going to get a ten. Here. I don't think he's going to get a ten. I don't here. think you can get now. All right, so this is the hard part because he did he did he did albums with Michael Jackson, but bro, that's cool. I'm just saying. But see, here's the problem. Here's the problem, though. Uh, Roham. So the the ones that he did with Michael Jackson, wow, that is a feat in itself. Mm-hmm. Dangerous is the one out of the, the ones that he did with him that sticks out to me as well. The most- I'll say this: Dangerous is the one out of the two where he had the majority of the production on, right? He only he did he worked with Michael Jackson a lot more, right? So I don't know, y'all. See, I don't know. What I'm saying is, it went eight times. Yeah, that is his most his highest selling. That's um, a fact. Thing to date. That's a fact. Now, don't get me wrong. He ain't a slouch. Yeah, because four times flat and made nothing to sneeze at. Yo, right. He's not a slouch. Reach, man, hold up. Don't don't forget he keeps sweat. And keep sweat. But we also got to look at it like in comparison to some of the other one, people that we have producers we've done, that has to factor in too. So 
All right, so we're saying an eight or a nine. Which one? I'm going to give him an eight. Okay. Because while he's not trash, the other we hit some really big, like, dudes. That's a fact. <laughs> That's, on, a, fact. That's a fact. So, no shame in it for him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell no. No shame in it. You know what I mean? But we hit, we hit dudes that weren't on Mount Rushmore. These dudes are on constellations. Well, <laughs> like, guess what? He's still 95%. Yeah. Ain't that some shit. <laughs> and he deserves it. That is, yo, yeah. it is, it is, it is a shame. Like, honestly, not, not from bias, not from my personal bias, right. but just from what he's done. Yeah. I wish he was 100%. Right. Just from what he's done. But, you know, we have a metric system and we go by that. Facts. But 95 is... 95% would have been a number one if we didn't do Timberland and Dr. Dre. Like, I was about to say. Like, <laughs> once again, we got motherfuckers that are constellations. They are literally star formations. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Well, it absolutely is what it is. That is that is pretty cool. All right, so let's jump right into it. Who survive Black Comedians Edition? <laughs> now, the rule is back that if you get rid of when once you get rid of this person, you get rid of everything. Right. Everything. Right. All right. So the choices are Mike mm-hmm. Epps. Cat Williams, Chris Tucker, Jamie Foxx. Ooh. This is an interesting one. Hold on. So you said Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Kevin Hart. No, I did not say Kevin Hart. You didn't say Kevin Hart? Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris Tucker. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, man. Jamie. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is interesting. Well, I haven't really given any thoughts of this, but now that I'm thinking about it, ah, uh, you got to get rid of them and everything they, ah, uh, because yep. there's right. one person on this list I would get rid of first, but they're, they're, they're a part of one of my favorite things that has ever existed. Okay. But, um, okay. So this, <laughs> I'm ready with my first one already. And Go ahead. Reasons. Mike Epson, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Out the gate. Mike, Mike, Mike Epson, get the fuck out of here, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because while he was very, he was cool, a cool replacement for Chris Tucker mm-hmm. as the wacky dude. The, the, the wacky sidekick, basically. Yeah, the dude Cube could play Street Man, too, and all that. Yeah. He ain't, he still was never. Smokey to me. No, like, he was never smoky. You're not smoky to me, my, my, my And don't guy. get me wrong. I loved uh, First Day Day. Yeah. But anyway, continue. This is your turn. This is yeah, your turn. Go um, ahead. Yeah, he, he can go for that. Now, I know what the, and also, I think that this, as far as the stuff that I watch, hurts me less because most of Mike F's stuff is not stuff that I was really all that into anyway. Right. So this hurts me less. You know what I'm saying? After this though, it gets a little <laughs> a 
what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. It's a little dicey right here. But, uh, yeah. um, right. but, but wait a minute. We need to differentiate something, too, because Mike Epps, while he did have – he had a very small role in Hancock, so I don't think we talked – All talk, right, so let me say this. All right, so let me say this. When, when, when I say everything they've been in, I mean something – that they're actually credited for, like, like, Facts. like something that. So, for instance, I'm glad you. Matter of fact, I'll go. I'll go. All right. Because it 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 actually ties in. I'll, matter of fact, I'll just bring it up when we get to it because it ties okay. into it ties into this actual thing later on. All right. That so works. I'm with you. Mike Epps got to go. Um, get the fuck out of here. I'm not that big of his brand of comedy. Um, Facts. And like I said, like basically, like you said, I. I I prefer Smokey over Day Day. Um, Day Day was, I love Day Day and Next Friday. I love Day Day and Next Friday. Friday at the Next, I wasn't really feeling, period. So it just is what it is. Um, Yeah, that's that's my reasons. I'm not really that big. Oh, and this Richard Pryor movie that's never coming out. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like if that movie had come out by now and I had seen it and it had been as amazing as everybody exactly, said it is exactly, supposed to be, exactly. this this would have been different. Might have been but different there, right? It's supposed to have been. It's it's the detox of comedy movies. Like <laughs> it's just never gonna come out. So it is what it is. All right, uh, yeah, I'm throwing it to you. All right. Who's uh, your number two to go? Uh, this is this is difficult. Because it's hard because not necessarily for the um, any of the movie work that it, that Cat Williams has done, but yo, I love a lot of his stand up. <laughs> yo, yo mm-hmm. a lot of his stand up is fucking hilarious, and you know he's a pimp named Slickback. He is off of Boondocks. So he is a pimp named Slickback. I don't know, man. And like that but is I gotta say very important. Think of and it's one of the things that Damn, I, just I was talking know. about I'm as still, far as still thinking. Um we'll talk about it when we get to still it. Still thinking because I'm pretty sure that Mike Epps was um I'm pretty sure Mike Epps played a small role in Boondock somewhere, but I'm sure I'm sure he has. But some that's work in there. and that's what I, and that's what I meant when I said, we'll t- like I said, that's what I meant when I said we'll talk about it when we get to it. I don't feel like that counts. Like if you're somebody, because right, it's not right. You're right. You don't like there are there are people who could like forget, not forget, who could not realize that that's Mike Epps. That's true. You you know that's no, Cat Williams. That's Cat Williams. Yeah, <laughs> like. A pimp named Slick. Like, yeah, there's no way around that. Listen, one. but uh, and then with Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. Smokey, nah, yo, yo, this is this is really hard, yo. Um, God damn it! So I'm gonna take the nasty plunge since it's so hard to do with all of this. I'm gonna say you got to get Cat Williams up out of here, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. And because it's so close, I gotta find something. Mm-hmm. And I got his ass beat by some kid. Listen. You're stupid. Let me tell you something. That's funny. It was embarrassing. He shouldn't have been in there. Where was his people? He say crazy shit that's inappropriate outside of the comedic shit. 
Yeah, and he you know lied a lot. And he lies too much, yo. So I'm gonna have to get you up out of here, slip back. That's you a gotta, fact. You gotta bounce. That's a fact. Had, well, it was close, but I understand. Right. I understand. All right. Well, that's not how I'm going. Um, okay. I agree with every single point you made to get rid of him. Every mm-hmm. single point. However, I don't want to exist yet on this <laughs> on this on this on the, I, I, it's a trajectory. And at right. this point of the journey, I'm not prepared to exist without the Boondocks. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Tucker got to go. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, what was it? Fifth Element? Oh. Um, I hate it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Fifth I Element. Um, I liked Rush Hour 1. I did like Rush Hour 1. I didn't like But Rush after Rush that, Rush. I didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and then he as up. iconic as Smokey is, he chose not to come back. Yo, which that that hurts. That does hurt. Yeah, he, hurts. he chose not to come back. Um, his stand up was cool. I like the stand up. Yeah. Um, um, not the recent one. The recent right. one I wasn't too fond of. No, no I love. Now this does hurt me because I loved his role in um, Silver Linings Playbook. It's a um, Ryan. Not Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, Rocket, Rocket. Oh, uh, uh, fuck. Um, damn it. What is Bradley his name? Cooper? Bradley Cooper. It's a Bradley Cooper and um and Mystique. Um. Oh shit, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, stop, stop. <laughs> the fact, the very fact that I just used comic book movies. <laughs> <laughs> to remember actors' names. I mean, that's funny. Really want, I'm just saying, if you that's really want, funny. That's the core reference right there, y'all. That is y'all so don't funny. Realize it by now. We are having <laughs> a moment with the whole comic book shit. This is our time. Dude. That's a like, fact. This is like the root foundation of a lot of our pop culture shit. That right is now. a fact. You know? But yeah, um, he was in a movie with. Um, Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and um, dang, I forgot her name at first. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence called Silver Linus Playbook. I think it's an amazing movie. And mm-hmm. Chris Tucker had a, a, a very like good role in that movie. Okay. Right. And I, saw I love it, right. that. But that ain't enough to save you, bro. Oh, damn. Chris, I love you, but you gotta go. Hold up. So, mind you, when you say Chris got to go, uh-huh. that means... That means Friday is gone. Th- that means you just got knocked the fuck out, man. Yep, that's gone. That, that means... Mm-hmm. And you know this, man. It's gone. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a big move. Yeah. That's a big fucking move. That's, that means... And when he walk away, I be talking again. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> It's gone. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Smoke dog, baby. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, whatever it is. It is is what it is. All right, it's your turn. All right, so. And this is why it's so crazy that you did that. Because for me, what's left is Jamie Foxx and Chris Tucker. Yeah. 
And Chris Tucker got to get the fuck Chris out Chris Tucker got to go. Yes. For all the reasons you said. Uh-huh. Yo, you, you left. You left. You ain't just, like, you left. First of all, Ice Cube did some big shit with that first Friday. Bruh. It was groundbreaking shit with that first Friday. Mm-hmm. And you chose not to come back after that appearance. After the the like, trajectory that your career oh was on. Oh, my goodness, yo. And if you would have followed that with Fresh Hour? Um, yo, exactly. exactly. If you would have followed, uh, if you would have still been Smokey and did Rush oh, Hour? Man. He would have been big, yo. He would have been getting that Kevin Hart shit. Pretty much. But, but he didn't. He decided and, against it. And, yo, that hurt you. So I'm giving the survival to Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx, one, starred he's a, in- He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. He not only does the comedic shit, he can sing, and on top of that- He can actually act. He can actually act. <laughs> he is the main character in my favorite Western of all time, Django, Django Unchained. Which, which, which dethroned Tombstone, which mm-hmm. is a classic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, he, unlike what a lot of people thought, I actually liked his role oh, yeah. as, as Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I liked what he did. I thought I was, I was, was, I was, I think it was interesting. It was, yo, I, I thought it was a great new take on who Electro was. Yeah. And not only that, it's some sample worthy dialogue out of there that I have still yet to <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, yo, and then listen. Some of the funniest stand-up I have seen oh, not, doesn't yes. just belong wait. to Cat Williams. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get to mine before you before you take everything. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> All right, so obviously Cat Williams gotta fucking go. So here's the thing. <laughs> the only reason Cat Williams wasn't first is because of Boondocks. Wow. Um I, if 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 he was not a part of Boondocks, he would have been gone. He would have been gone absolutely first without a question because Damn. he like, for 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 some of the reasons that you said he lied all the time. He lied all the time. He been on some bullshit all the time. He was yeah, doing this dumb shit old. where he was picking on Tiffany Haddish for no reason. Yo, what the fuck was wrong with him, yo? Like like outright lying about his success. Yeah, man. And like there's all types of dumb stuff. Cat Williams is funny. Very funny. He is funny. Extremely. But we are doing an elimination thing and in order to parse it, I gotta bring in some of his personal shit yeah, that we yo. that we shouldn't know. We shouldn't have to know this. But, but we know made it so we know. Yo, and can I just say for the record, mm-hmm. when you over there getting washed by a 13-year-old, <laughs> you grown ass man. Your life has taken you down a path that you definitely made wrong decisions to get there. I can, I can, I can agree with that. I cannot like, even find an argument for that. Even have been, he should not have been in that situation. situation. That is a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, B, nah. But yes, because Jamie has to win. Because to get rid of Jamie means to get rid of and live in color. No, I'm not doing that. Not to doing get rid that. of Jamie means to get rid of the Jamie Foxx show. Not doing it. To get rid of Jamie means to get rid of Ray. 
not doing it. <laughs> to get rid of Jamie means to get rid of, uh, like you said, Django Unchained. To get rid of Jamie means to get rid of horrible bosses. Right, right. Nah, right. bro. Nah, to get bruh. rid of Jamie means to get rid of, um, um, what is the, Unpredictable. The song not with him and Ludacris. Not happening. Like, nah, bro. Yo, to get rid of Jamie means to get rid of his af- his. His African stand-up routine. Yes, had me in. It means to get rid of wonders. Yo, I'm, no. What? What? You, yo, <laughs> it, 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 yo, what was his name? Called the tooth. Uh, yes. Is, yo, that that one line that killed me when I watched that originally was when the tooth. You can't handle the tooth. Yo, <laughs> I was done. I was dead. I was yo the the, the bizarre. Deer in the headlight look in his face when he did Wanda and when he did that to call the tooth with. Mm-hmm. No, 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 yo, no, not at all. It's not happening. It's not Facts. happening, yo. Facts. Right. Jamie nice. Fox is the winner. Absolutely. Undisputed. All right, so <laughs> for a recap, um, <clears throat> our number one collectively was Mike Epps. Number two for Tombstone was Cat Williams. Number three for Tombstone was Chris Tucker. Number two for me was Chris Tucker. Number three for me was Cat Williams. Right. And the undisputed survivor by unanimous decision is Jamie Jamie Foxx. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. It is what it is. To the hairline. Well, I mean, (laughs) we ain't talking about that. But it is what it is. He's, it he's, is. he's, he's getting up there in age. And he, yeah, you know. You know. Can, and he can survive the hairline. You feel he me? Can, like, because he can. Because he, he, shit, Jamie still looks decent with a bald head. So, right. You know, yeah. Fuck that. So, oh, baby head. driver. But we can't. Baby driver. Come on. Baby driver. I can't because of fucking Kevin Spacey. Cause yeah, yeah, facts. That I hate. I hate when people that are so great yeah, at yo. what they do. He was End Kaiser up being Sosa, such yo. trash. He was fucking Kaiser Sosa. Like, yo, right. hey, come on, yo. Like, come on. Come on. American so Beauty. Trash. The Negotiator. He was in right. The, yo, that's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my famous Sam, my favorite Sam Jag movies is The Negotiator, yo. And it made no sense for him to be such a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. It is what it is. It is but. what it is. So, I want to thank everybody. They took the time out to listen to our podcast today, last week, the week before that, all the way back to freaking November. Uh-huh. Because you guys are the real MVPs. You are the guys who will survive all the time. Oh, yes. All of these things. Without you, we are nothing. Without you, we are nothing. Is there anything you're trying to promote this week? Instagram, photos by SPJ. Go check it out or don't. Go check it out. Um, whatever platform you happen to be listening to the Black Culture Geeks on, make sure you go ahead and leave us a rating, a view, a um, five star, some comments, any of the stuff that you want to leave, anything, right. anything. Go ahead and leave that. Um, it'll help us out. It'll help us grow. Um, speaking of helping us grow, um, 
on a creative side, you can help mm. us grow by going ahead and sending your feedback to blackculturegeeks at gmail.com. That is blackculturegeeks with a Z at gmail.com. And you can go ahead and tell us whatever you want to tell us, anything. It does not matter. You will get a response. Right. On top of helping us grow creatively, you can actually help us grow by going ahead and sharing the podcast to all your family and friends, and hopefully somebody decides that they're going to check it out, and you can help us spread our invisible message. And, of course, I will be promoting, as usual, the No Skullduggery EP. Uh-huh. You can find that anywhere digital music is sold, as well as the rest of my other nine projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, the Reaper Legion Network YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Go check that out. The Black Culture Geeks YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And my photography Instagram page, ReaperVision999. Uh-huh. There are pictures because that's what we do. We take kinda. pictures. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. You know? Mm-hmm. So for my man, SBJ. You. I am Tombstone the Dead Man. And for the greater... Multi-world entertainment family, we are out. Peace. Thanks for listening.